words appear. The email addresses and groups mentioned in this program are no longer available. The Blind Handyman Group does exist in its new incarnation on groups.io. To join, send a blank email to blindhandyman plus subscribe at groups.io. That's blindhandyman plus subscribe at groups.io. Alternatively, you can join our Blind Handyman Facebook group. Links will be in the description box below. Texas. For the next hour, we'll talk about building, repairing, and maintaining, all designed with the blind in mind. Here's the host for the Blind Handyman, Don Shaw. Hi, Don. Good afternoon, Mr. Time. Don. How's everything? Oh, we're fine. Don Patterson's here. You see, he's sitting in his chair over there. Hi, yes, Don. sir, and all systems are go. The headphones are working, I think, and it's uh, nice to be here on this kind of rainy day, so better in here than out there. And I don't know, do we want to tell them about the guys now or later? I'll, I'll do it in a minute. Okay, I'm Tom Houston, but right now, here's the creator and the producer of the Blind Handyman, ladies and gentlemen, Phil Farr. Just very light applause. We ought to yeah. for just very, very light applause so that uh, we won't uh, get drowned out. <laughs> Hello there. That's right. Welcome to the Blind Handyman Show. It has been raining in Lufkin, Texas since last Saturday. Can we get a can, a, oh, can I get a witness? Yeah. Hey, can I get a witness on that? It started last Saturday morning, and it is continuing to rain, and we are having the 18th, is it biannual or semi-annual? It's biannual, right? That's twice a year. Yeah. I think biannual would be every two years. Uh, okay, so semi-annual. I guess the sesqua something or other. Sesqua. So it's a semi... <laughs> See, we know this guy's got a degree in history. What the hell he hangs around with us for, I have no idea. <laughs> I guess the beer's free. But anyway, <laughs> uh, at least cheap. He, it, it, we're having our 18th blind, what we call, blind weekend. Now, you blind people out there may have your own version of blind weekend, but this is our version of blind weekend. And what it amounts to is we have friends from Dallas, Texas, that come in, and we have t- uh, three of us here, uh, four of us here, Tom Houston, Don Patterson, Don Shaw, and myself, and we add to that mix John Bennett. From Dallas. From Dallas, uh, up on his mic, close to his mic, John close, Bennett. Close, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> John, I'm eating this mic, by the way. This may need repair before the night. So well, it could happen. <laughs> we may all need repair before the night. So yeah. John, John and I have known each other. We, we figured last night since, uh, did you say 1948? 50. 50, exactly. It's 19, September of 50. So we've known each other 52 years. Goodness gracious. Man. And we're still speaking to each other. I don't have any wives that <laughs> I What a know. deal. <laughs> yeah, 52 years. We went to the Texas School for the Blind together. We were both sufferers of W.E. Allen. Yeah, I'm, uh, not, I'm we, not proud of that. But. We, we suffered under the regime of W.E. Allen. Very oppressive, as Bob Peters said, the voice of an oppressed people. And we were. And we also add to that mix another Dallasite. His name is John Conley. How are you, sir? Good afternoon. And it's not the governor. Of course, the governor is dead. So, and well, it's not the it's not the singers. How do you know you're not? Well, I, I, I feel like I'm dead. So anyway, I probably look like I'm dead. These guys come down twice a year. While my wife goes to Las Vegas, and we just visit and do a little light imbibing. 
Uh, well, sometimes a little more than light. <laughs> yeah. And we talk about this morning. The topic of conversation has been the IROC transmitter. It sure has. And I don't know if any of you have those. We have a new one in the family. Don Patterson has just gone to Radio Shack uh, and purchased. He was supposed to get me one. I don't know why he didn't. He knew I wanted one. We're going to have Houston. Yeah. Houston's, we're going to try to get Houston or somebody to run you over and get one before you leave. Right. A Radio right. Shack trip coming this afternoon. Uh, I think. Hey, all right. Can you remember Blind Weekend when we haven't gone to Radio Shack, guys? Huh? I we, doubt. No. And I probably know. during that time, y'all need to make a river run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's well, a good let's, let's, We need to explain that. All right, the county we live in is dry, so in order to get uh, uh, libation, adult beverages. <laughs> to get adult beverages and, and adult libation, you must <laughs> go across what well, we go across the river, and uh, we have gotten used to that. It takes uh, about 15 over and 15 back, and you can just are, load up on what? Are we going to swim today to the, across the river? We could. Uh, <laughs> we practically we have to. The way the rain is coming Man. down. So anyway, we get together and spend usually. Uh, two full days and half of two other days, drinking and talking and just playing with uh, Jaws and Window Eyes. Speaking of Window Eyes, I haven't got my copy of that yet. <laughs> and uh, we we do computer stuff and we talk it's about it. It's talk. kind of exchange pleasantries, you might say. Huh? Yeah. I'd say that and get it, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you think that would do? And, of course, we look through Tom Houston's manifesto on what the Blind Weekend means to him. <laughs> Uh, we've been reading uh, little parts of that. But anyway, we we just have a good time and, and uh, visit with each other. It's just kind of men only, no women allowed. Well, Donna's girlfriend came by a while ago, but we allowed her to stay five minutes. That's right? because she makes very good banana pudding. She brings us a banana pudding. We we have a little menu that we go by. We have hot tamales. We have sausage. We have roast. Tonight we're doing burgers and fries. Yeah. And I've made chili. Don makes chili. every. That's the first night we have, we start out with chili and Tom Houston's jalapeno cornbread. So, uh Wonderful stuff. You could you could get an invitation, but probably not. Anyway, this is what we do twice a year, and we're all. Let's see, uh, uh, Conley, what is your level of vision? Uh, none. Absolutely zero. He's as blind as I am, and that's pretty blind. And John Bennett, how well do you see? Uh, they uh, refer to me as a high parcel, sometimes higher than others, but. <laughs> you were last night. Yeah, John is one of those guys that if we were out of beer, I'd ride with him to go get some. Uh, if we if we had to have it, desperation set in. Sure, sure. it looks yeah. like he and Patterson together could drive a car. Patterson could look right, and Don could look left. Look like hell. We'd have, you know, I could uh, steer. I went on the trip from hell on my moped the other day. I rode rode out yeah. to the college, and that's a little further. I was almost at the end of my string. I normally don't go about two miles from my house ever in five years, but uh, I think I might not do that too often. Well, Don actually has gotten a job. We're a little hurt. Uh, none of the rest <laughs> of us have jobs. Uh, well, these guys actually work somewhere. They work at, You boys work at the lighthouse in Dallas, right? Correct. Uh, you don't I have guess, to admit. I guess we'll, I guess we'll could, admit that. Uh, you could say no. <laughs> Personal friends of Russell Stevens. Uh, hey, not me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is what we do twice a year, and we're doing it, so we're doing a blind handyman show. Yeah, and this is show number 14, by the way. Oh, I'm sorry. So, it is show number 14. What are we going to yeah. talk about today? I have no idea. We're gonna... Well... Just you were in charge of that. For my little part, I'll talk about I had something else to a fall project today, and that's clean, if, around around your house. There uh, might be cleaning out your gutter, cleaning out those leaves in the fall. So it is time to do that, especially the rain we've had. And Don, you got lots of stuff to visit with. Yeah, we're gonna today. Uh, we're gonna gotta break away from the house remodeling project, but there there'll be more of those to come. Uh, but today we're gonna talk. That's the time of year, sometime to get the old bicycle out and dust it off. I know in our area we. We have several uh, rides, organized rides, about this time of year. It should be like anywhere from 10 to 100 mile uh, rides. And you uh, bike riders out there among you who, uh, if you ride uh, partial sighted, you can ride by yourself. Or if you're uh, blind and you have a sighted partner and you ride a tandem. tandem. And uh, I was going to talk a little bit about some light bike maintenance and especially tire changing and uh, that sort of thing. You know, with that in mind, it would have been a great day to call Lloyd. Drennan out in El Paso and ask him about riding the bicycle through the plate glass window. <laughs> yeah, we That was a good story. We, we, we could had we could add Lloyd on. He would have he would have probably talked yeah, to us. That was a day that will never be forgotten. Or a night that will never be forgotten. You were you were with him, weren't you, Ben? Yes, was. You boys weren't drinking anymore, were you? Uh, us? <laughs> no, I doubt uh, it. Certainly not. <laughs> I think I. W. Harper was with us that night. I believe. That'll, if I'm not mistaken. Is, is that a train? What is that? 
That is the train. Season the train or the tornado. He takes your pick. Hopefully a train. Season the train. The dogs have done something we don't know about. Anyway, it's about noontime on a Saturday. It's where we are in Lufkin, Texas, raining. And uh, we had, last week, we had a gentleman from, uh, where was he from? He was from Alabama. Louisiana, Alabama. but he lives in Montgomery, near Montgomery. Near Montgomery. He works in Montgomery. His name is Michael Doucet. Am I doing that right? Kevin. Yes. Kevin, Kevin Doucet. Yeah. Well, his brother's Michael. I knew his brother, too. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, Michael Doucet is a guy that has a band from Louisiana. Anyway, Kevin Doucet, and Kevin uh, has become a big fan of the Blind Handyman Show, and I think Kevin used SoundForge to do this. And Kevin did us a little thing. Well, we'll just play it and see what you think, okay? Take it away, Kevin. This is an example of what could happen to you if you don't follow explicitly the directions of the Blind Handyman program. We now take you to our example already started. Let's see if I remember right. First thing is to... Move the stove out away from the wall so somebody can see behind it. So let's see. Golly. This thing's not supposed to be that. Heavy. Oh, okay. I'll have to wait till I get somebody big and strong here to help me with that one. Okay. Uh, let's see. Next thing. They told me, um, turn on the gas, I think, to make sure that we're getting gas. So here we go. Let's see. Okay. Yeah, okay. Oh, uh, what was next? Was, oh, yeah, I gotta get down here and hit my head in the. See if I can handle it in my head in the. Yep, 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 okay. There we go. Uh, honey, let me get you to look and see uh, if there's anything orange glowing inside the oven down here. Uh, if it is, then that's not our problem. The igniter is working properly. Can't see? Okay, hang on. Uh, let me some matches. There you go. Okay. Uh, what I'm going to do... Oh, God, I'm getting old and fat. Can't bleed down here. And, uh, where's that match? Strike a match, see if you can see in here. And, uh, if, if you can't... And here we go. Here we go. You know, I think that the <laughs> excellent the definitive thing about that is Honey had no problem handing the boy the matches, did she? <laughs> did she like him? Obviously, yeah. she didn't care too much for him. <laughs> who's who's Mike's son? Yeah. That's right. Are we on? Oh, board? okay. I'm, I'm, I think left yeah. the other two down. I'm sorry. It is. Oh, yeah. I, I knew he didn't it, like you guys. Be that way. We're I knew that's the way it was. I'm leaving. I Let's see where. It. No, you're not. You can't leave. <laughs> Until Robert, maybe Robert will come tomorrow. Okay? Wish he would. So, shall we read some email? What? What would be next? I guess email time. You got okay. Email yeah, time? I, I have a couple of emails here. This one from Sacramento, California. <clears throat> it says, "Dear blind handyman, I have a big problem with my bathroom, which needs big help." The problem seems to be a bad floor because of water collected on the floor over the years has started to become weak. I have some questions for you. One, how do I go about removing and replacing the john? Also, I wonder how you would attack replacing or repairing the floor itself. I have done some handy work around the house, like decks and building stairs. However, I am not a real handyman. I just found your show and think it's great. Thank you, Fred Hallett from Sacramento, California. I, I, I hope he's not on the second floor. I'd call yeah, somebody. Be a problem, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, we we could tackle the, the the commode removal, but the floor might be a little different because we're really not sure if he. Obviously, it's a frame house. The way he's talking, uh, I mean, it sounds like it might be a wooden floor, and so they're. Man, if you've got a floor and a subfloor, and then I mean, what you'd have to do probably is is go into there and replace some joists. And then redeck it, but I mean that that Big might be a major there. remodeling pro- proposition. But you need to do something mm-hmm. and do it pretty quick because you're going to be standing on the ground or in somebody's mm-hmm. uh, or if, if you know unless water on the yeah uh, you know I don't know why I think this but the, he might be in a mobile home guys. It's possible. Could be. I mean, yeah. it's, that's kind of what I was thinking. Maybe he was in a in a mobile home, but that you'll you'll. What in the what, what thunder? Was what was that? The dogs. Are... Anyway, if uh, you you'll uh, 
attempt to use that to John there one of these days, and you'll be on, you know, you'll, um, <laughs> you'll be on the ground. But actually, the, the, the commode removal, I mean, do we want to talk about that? Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. It's really a, very, a fairly simple uh, uh, project to do. Uh, I've just taken one out. I haven't put it back yet because I, I put in a new ceramic tile floor in the bathroom, and I left the commode out uh, on purpose to, so until I, I'm also going to put in a new bathtub. Yeah. And so, but the commode is basically held in by three things. There's two uh, bolts on one on the left side. If you're facing the commode right down in, in through the ceramic through its uh, uh, little frame there, one yeah. on each side, and then the water drain. Uh, the water intake, the rather, line, supply, the line. Water supply yeah. line. Yeah. yeah, and so the first thing you would do, obviously, is turn off your little valve at the supply, with the water supply going into the commode. Of course, then you'd want to flush it, the commode, and, uh, it, and the tank will not fill up with it off. And then I took even a, a small uh, disposable something other and dipped out yeah, the, the remaining yeah, the water, of the water out, out of the, out out of the bowl. And you can get most all of it because even when you when you pick this thing up, you're going to lose water on the floor. Yeah, you'll lose a little water. And but you've already got water on the floor. But you got water anyway. And, and so well, what true. you do is is you will undo these bolts. These bolts are come up through the, the a flange that's underneath the commode that you can't see, and they go through little holes in the commode in that uh, I think that's porcelain is the word I'm trying to through the porcelain, and on top of the right uh, on the top where the nut is screwed down, there's a little uh, metal uh, washer. Many times in the commode, if it hadn't been out in a long time, these bolts will start turning on you, and you won't be able to undo the nut. So what I did, they're very soft brass, and I wound up just, you can either take a hacksaw, and in most cases you can get, even if you just take the hacksaw blade, if you have to take it out of your saw, if you don't have much room, and you can either, you can cut these bolts in half easily, or if you have some big wire cutters, you can snip them, try to get that nut up. You've got to go in between the porcelain and the nut. You don't want to leave the nut on there. But I twisted mine off. I just rocked them back and forth until they broke and I took them. But if you're lucky, you can undo the two bolts. And then it's just a matter of picking this commode basically straight up. You're about waist high and moving it out of your way. Uh, you know, be aware that they weigh probably 75 pounds. That's what I was so, going to so, say. That sucker's yeah. going to be heavy. You, know, you need to be prepared for that. Yeah. And then to replace it, uh, you always have to put the new wax. There's a wax ring that goes right on the, the big drain part of the commode. I mean, you can't miss it. It's the only... <laughs> you couldn't the, miss it. That's no lie. And this wax comes uh, in a, a package, a, a box, and it has a rubber uh, part of it. The wax goes up against yeah. the commode. I mean, the rubber sealer thing goes where it goes into the flange of your drain of your and uh, yeah. you want to put that that commode. A lot of people put them on the commode and then set the commode down, but actually, I put it in the drain hole yeah. because they will also put uh, they will help hold your new bolts. And of course, and then the key is having someone there to help you guide the commode when you're putting it down over these two new bolts. You have to put them back in the same hole. And put the nuts on. And, and, nuts, and the washer and the nuts. And the one caution is don't tighten them too tight because you can crack the porcelain. And, and besides, they're brass. Yeah. But we did, I can't remember what show. I'd like to say show five. We did about 15 minutes and, and gave very specific instructions on how to put the flange down and, and this whole thing. Remember? We did. Okay. And, and so True. somebody, you could look back through the archives if that's not a good enough uh, explanation of how to do it. Look back through the archives. We need to we need to take care of that problem and, and label the shows as to what's on them. I believe it was show five. Go back and look and uh, see if you can't find that we did a long dissertation. And if you have any more problems, let us know. Let us and know. if you if you get it done, call us or let us know. We'd like to have you on as a guest and talk about doing it. Okay, right. here we go again. Hi, guys. I just wanted to say that Don was right on with his tips for keeping out the cold air. I've done all of the things he talked about since buying this house, from air coming in the wall plugs to having Cambria glass-blown insulation in my attic. Yes, that last cost a few bucks, but it's more than worth it in savings and comfort. Since we had that done back in March, this place is much more comfortable and cheaper to heat. Here's a plumbing story that we can laugh about now. About three years ago, we decided to have vinyl flooring uh, put in our bathroom and laundry room. So a friend of mine came over early in the morning, and we took out the vanity and commode. We also emptied out the laundry room. Then the contractor came to lay down the flooring. So after that, or after they were done, 
and left, we put the bathroom back together first. Then we decided to turn the water back on. That would have been fine, except for one thing. <laughs> we hadn't put the uh, we hadn't put the washing machine and laundry tub back in, uh-huh. as you would imagine. We had a small flood, so <laughs> Kurt hurried up, shut the main back off, and we had a good laugh after all of the water was mopped up. It could happen. Like I said before, the show is informative and very entertaining, so keep up the good work. You are part of our Monday night tradition. First, we watch Everybody Loves Raymond. And then tune in to the Blind Handyman. Uh, needless to say, we never miss your show, and we've always enjoyed it. This is from Dave. I see, said the blind man as he picked up his hammer and saw That's this. That's Dave Ferrin, right? Yeah, David right. and Patricia well, Ferrin. Right? I want to mention this. Yeah. Everybody doesn't love Raymond because I don't. Uh, <laughs> you don't care for Raymond. I don't huh? care for Raymond. Raymond, uh, anyway. I bet him. All right, we'll take a short break. Be back with more foolishness on Blind Weekend and the Blind Handyman Show. Back in a minute. at our address, blindhandyman at hotmail.com. To be a part of the show, leave us a phone number, and we will contact you soon. Now, with more of the Blind Handyman, here's Tom Houston. Well, okay. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We are back with more of the Blind Handyman show here on ACB Radio Mainstream, and we had one email that we didn't read in the first segment there, Phil. All right. So here we go. Uh, This one is from Tom Belson. And uh, he said, I downloaded all 12 of the shows, started listening from the beginning. I'm enjoying them very much. And listening, I started show six and found that show five is out in the archive as show five. <laughs> now, what, what was that? Well, let's see. It says, I started show six and found that show five is out in the archive as show five okay. and six and no show six. Yeah, I got his point. Okay, I know what he's saying. Okay. I got his, finally got his point. Okay, hope the missing show can be recovered, put out, and overlay the duplicate show five. Thanks for a great show. This is Thomas Belson, and he's out in Arizona. 
All right, time. And so we still haven't, that's the problem, still hadn't been Yeah, fixed. we need to try to resolve that. All right, I will email uh, Jonathan, unless he happens to be listening, maybe he'll email me try and get him to that. correct that little problem. That, that's that's happened. Uh, but the rest of them are on there fine. I've never gone and listened to the You know, it's sort of like the lost Beatle tapes they talk about. This is yeah. the lost handyman oh, that, show. That huh? John Wayne movie that Pat never can find, right? <laughs> what, is, <that's, laughs> what is that movie? From, from here to, no, what's the name of it, John? The High and the Mighty. The High and the Mighty, yeah. If anybody out there's got a bootleg copy, I'm not opposed to bootleg copying. That's it. <laughs> Let me just ask this question. We have two friends of ours from Dallas, Texas. Um, do you have? Have you ever done any handyman things at all, John Bennett? Have you ever? When did you decide you weren't a handyman? I have. Uh, it's been, gosh, when my son was four years old, and he's forty-two now, going on seventeen. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> more or less, and. Uh, I bought a fire truck from a discount store in Austin years ago when I was living in Austin with my only ex-wife. And we were uh, bought a fire truck that was about three and a half feet long. And I asked the store a very economy time in my mind, in my lifetime, and I said, how much would you charge to put this together? And they said, oh, 20 bucks. And I thought, boy, I can save that 20 bucks. That's Actually, what you thought is, no, that's four cases of beer. That, that's exactly, <laughs> you, you took the words right out of my mouth. But I thought, no, I'm not doing this. I'll go home, and it should be simple. And they had 9,000 parts for a three-foot fire truck. And I stayed up till 5 in the morning. It was right at 5. And I called my ex-father-in-law and said, I have a project for you. And so between 5 and 6.30, he put it together. And I'd spent from about 10.30 till 5 in the morning attempting. So, so I found out that that is not my bailiwick. You made the decision at that time that you a handyman you weren't. That is it. Okay. Well, that takes care of him. Well, if you can't be one, it doesn't hurt to know one. That's right. Yeah. That's, That's, the next That's why I listen thing, to you guys. Huh? Takes I, one to know one. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> maybe, maybe I will learn in the second time around. I'll do it right. Yeah, y'all. Yeah. Uh, you, you can. You can uh, maybe uh, uh, your wife at uh, at work. There's a, surely there's a computer up front. She could download the show and you could listen to it at night. That's true. All right, uh, Conwood. Yeah. Are, do you do some handyman? You occasionally will attempt to repair something, don't you? Oh, every once in a while. Tell us about Tell the us about, uh, what? lawnmower. Uh, well, this uh, we, we were mowing the, uh, uh, my wife Pam was mowing the grass one day, and the lawnmower stopped. I thought, hmm, this is strange. It has enough gas, and it just you, filled You get it up. your wife to mow the grass? Well, yes. What a zigzag, you know, if I did it. For, <laughs> never mind the 3P Wednesday. You get yeah, your wife to right. so, Sometimes he sits out in front and applauds her. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Hey, hey good job. Yeah. Maybe if she got hot, she'd bring her some ice water. Oh, I might try to. Only if she was lucky, huh? Yeah. All right, so anyway, Pam is is huffing and puffing, mowing along there while you're listening to the radio. Yeah, and uh, the lawnmower stopped, and about a month later, I was looking at the lawnmower, and I thought, you know, there's a... I'm looking down here, and there's a hose just hanging down. That's not right. This hose shouldn't be just hanging down here. So I thought, hmm, there's this little, little knot thing that sticks out, and I thought, I wonder if it goes right there. And I put it on, and... Pull the cord and away it went. I thought, hmm, yeah, so that that's was, pretty damn good. So obviously, yeah. that was the gas tank. I uh, yeah, yeah, it was, fe- it was feeding the uh, feeding the gas tank there. So I learned something new there. So you consider yourself a handyman from that one? Uh, uh, that, that, so, yeah. that would qualify. A small engine uh, mechanic, huh? right. repairman, small engine repairman, <laughs> John Gunning. One hundred and one. John I got a question for you. What's that? While Pam was out there slaving away, cutting this grass in the hot summer sun, in the afternoon, of course, were you sitting there <laughs> next to the house, having the front door open with the cold air from the air conditioner blowing out over your body? That's I, the question. I, I was thinking about sneaking back in the house and shutting the door and locking it. You know, that's <laughs> what I was thinking. <laughs> Remember, this is not Fairbanks, Alaska. Man. Now. This is Dallas, Texas in the summertime. Yeah. It's 115 degrees in the yeah. shade. Okay. I, uh, I keep my air on 70 uh, most all the time. Well, let's see. Last time I went to your house, the filter had not been changed in several years. <laughs> and we were in, filters changed. We were in this room, oh, yeah. and I kept thinking, Jesus, it's hot in here. And so I went and looked at his filter, and it, was just, it hadn't been changed. 
changing so long it was caved in inward. It had just it was sucked the filter of, you know. It, he just buys a new unit whenever. Right. Yeah. Instead yeah. of changing the filter. I'm about to pay it off. About to pay off a new unit. Got your new air conditioning unit. All right. Well, there's, that's handyman stories from our friends from Dallas, Texas. So that proves one thing. To be our friend, you don't have to be a handyman. Right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, Donald Pat, are you on? Are you uh, yes, sir, I'm, I'm right here. Okay. Yeah, we can get into it. Like I said, this is a great time of the year. It's uh, cooling off. And, uh, I find it more uh, comfortable to ride this time of year than to do in the hot summertime. And uh, I know that many uh, uh, visually impaired and or blind people are bike enthusiasts. I know several. And... Uh, Either ride a, a single bike or have a tandem, and uh, we'll talk about a little light, some light maintenance, and uh, and, and basically changing your tires. Uh, they used to sell little kits, you know, even for automobiles. Obviously, back in the old days, where you could patch a tire and stuff. And I have patched a bicycle too, but it's really not recommended. And as cheap as they are, uh, we won't go into patching tubes, but we will talk about uh, uh, changing your tires. Most of your better bikes now. Uh, even on the, the the less expensive bikes, say the Walmart specials, if you're just starting out, you might have one of those, uh, have pretty much all gone to quick releases on the on the wheels, and so you don't really. Uh, and then, uh, but it doesn't hurt to have a little wrench, a little five piece little tool set. They come in little leather pouches to take with you, maybe a, a straight edge screwdriver, a Phillips screwdriver, and. Uh, I think most, uh, a lot of the bikes now have Allen screws to to tighten in, so you might want to, and and most bikes come, or it's available in that bike shop, the wrench that fits that, your particular Allen setting. So you might want to gather up your little pouch, and uh, I know I have a, 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 a rack and a bag on the back of my bike that I can carry. I used to carry even my cell phone and little tools and yeah. whatnot because we've gone on some pretty severe trips, maybe 60 or 70 mile really? bike rides. You wouldn't before. have to carry a tool or two. And, uh, anyway, and of course, and my my lady friend has ridden the, the MS 150. It's a race we had for for muscular sclerosis or what? Are they ride. They raise money and five or seven thousand people ride from Houston to Austin. It's a two day. I've never gone on that, but she has. And of course, in the biggest problem that you're most likely to encounter, uh, excluding an accident or falling or something like that, is going to be a flat tire. And so, obviously, if you're going, you'd want to carry one, two, maybe even three tubes with you at the particular size. And then also, they make, uh, and I have one, a little kit that is for changing tires. And it has several little tools in it. It has Because the hardest thing about changing your flat, believe it or not, is not getting the, the wheel off of the bike. It's going to be getting the tire off the rim especially on your little bitty skinny road tires. And uh, I have a little toolkit, a little bike changing uh, uh, set, and it has, uh, I'll try to describe it for you, it has two or three, I believe three little flat pieces of plastic-like. They're very durable plastic, and they're probably uh, a half an inch to three-quarters of an inch wide and probably a couple or three inches long. And these are little shims that after you get the tire loose in one place, you put one of these there to hold it, and then you go on around with the, the other implement in the in the tire changing kit. It's a long uh, thing. It sort of looks like a, a marks a lot. It's it's about the length of a pencil, but it's bigger around. It's more uh, like say if you've ever seen a, a marks a lot or something. And on one end of it, it has a little slot, a groove that's that's cut into it. And you put this groove on your tire rim. And you lift it, you pick up on the other end of the the, the thing in this, and you just grow it around your rim and with this screw, and it pops the tire off. What it is. Yeah. And then and and uh, and then it also you do it in reverse, you and it puts the tire back on. If you turn the edge up and put the edge of your tire in the in that little groove, little it will actually help seat the tire back. But the main thing is on your bike, of course, you know, everybody had rather have a, a tire off the front probably than the rear because they, they kind of get intimidated by the re-railer. Or, yeah. But it's really not a problem, and, and I always could turn my bike upside down to change it. And really that, that chain just kind of loops around. It's sort of held in there by gravity when the bike is right side up. But anyway, you undo your quick release, and most of them, they have the, the kind of a thumb nut on the, the left side, or depending on which, on one side or the other. And then on that side, you have that, this little crank-looking thing, a little handle, a long, oblong handle. Yeah. 
And really on most of them, if you just undo that handle, you just pull the handle out away from the well, and there, you really don't have to undo that nut if you have your, your thing adjusted right, and that tire will come off. That's right. And when you put it back on, obviously you close that back in toward the wheel again, and it locks it, uh, locks it tight. down really tight. And like I say, the old boat on wheels are long since gone. But anyway, unless you have in, and on your speedometer cable, you might have to deal with on your, on your front. But that's usually on your fork, and so you have the yeah. magnet on the spoke. So that, anyway, your tire when you once you get the tire off, uh, of course, then you take these little tool kit. And don't forget, there's usually a nut that's around the valve stem. I know if you forget about that nut, you'll be fighting all day long trying to get that tube out of that tire. I've and seen that not, both ways, though, yeah. with and without. With so. and without, yeah. On the on the little skinny road tires with the, uh, you know, there's two kind of, of valve stems, too. It sure is. And, one is, and I <laughs> always get them mixed up, and I don't even think I can think of both names. But one is a Presto, a Presta, or something, and the other, anyway, it's what I call is, yeah, a Schrader valve. And what I call it is one is like a normal valve on a car. That size and it takes a pump, but the others are is a little different animal, and it takes a special fitting on your pump. Uh, uh, also, uh, but you, know, you can buy the adapter. But you can buy an adapter, and also they make some really good hand pumps now that that'll actually put in enough air in they these sure tires do. to get you back down the road to a service station if you don't happen to have a compressor. And, and boy, if you was on a ride, that'd be the thing the, to carry. The thing to have, and you can usually buy mount uh, clamps and mount it on the side of your bike. I, like I never leave home without mine. Yeah. And uh, you know, and, and of course, if you're on a ride, you're going to have your water bottles and all of that sort of thing. But anyway, back to the tire, when you first take your, your wheel off by undoing your quick release, and then you get that, that wheel kind of down on the ground, I lay it just kind of down, you know, instead of holding it upright, sort of lay it in set kind of Indian fashion, and if I can say that, that politically correct, and kind of uh, hold that and get your tire tool in there started to take that rim off. And then when you get the tube out, like I say, don't forget the little nut on the, on the valve, if there is one, and take your tube out. And then you're ready to put your new tube in. And what you need to do, when it coming right out of the box, that tube's usually going to be folded up. And it's going to have a rubber band around it. But what you want to do is take your pump and put a little air in it. Not much, but some to kind of make it take its shape. And then I put it down on the, on the rim. Uh, uh, or, and then you get the valve sting, stem set. And then there again, if you have the little boat. You, you put that nut back on there to hold that tube in place. And you want to try to be sure that that valve seam is straight. It's straight. And then, and obviously a lot of people are good enough that they can change the tire, the tube without taking the, the tire completely off. They only take one, one side, side off, off yeah. of the rim. And then they'll put your tube, when you put that air in it, actually put it inside the tire and then put a little air in it. And then find that hole and put it back, and then you pop your that one side that you have off. And of course, the biggest thing in replacing the tire after you get the tube, whichever way you choose to do it, is pinching it. Like if you're using a screwdriver for a, a shim or helping you get that tire, and it's real easy to do. I know I just changed the tire on my <laughs> sure moped, and the tubes for that little puppy aren't so uh, cheap. They're about eight dollars a pop, and I actually damaged. Two of them, oh, and so uh, with a, because my little bike set wouldn't work on it, so I was using a screwdriver, which is really not not the best tool not in the, the world to, do, to, huh? to use. But anyway, so you want to get your tire back on, and uh, uh, w- hopefully without puncturing your tube, and then of course you'll air it up. And with your some of these uh, bike tires, especially the road tires, are, are looking you know 100 pounds psi. It's doubtful that you can quite get that much in it with a hand pump, but you can get enough to get you down the road to get to your favorite service station and also uh, on your tires depending on what kind of ride or terrain you're on a lot of these to check your air pressure because like to say on a mountain bike if you're riding in certain places you might want 40 pounds and on the, on the highway you want 60 pounds and so uh, a lot of these tires are that flexible too and also, uh, uh, do we have still a little more? Yeah, time? yeah you okay. have a time. Yeah. Uh, some light maintenance. Uh, is, is chain lubrication, cleaning yep. your, your chain, and I highly recommend Very a, a, a spray, an aerosol-type can of, of a, a bike chain lubricant that's made specifically for that. I know a lot of people, their first inclination is to grab the WD-40 can, and that'll kind of work. I mean, it will keep it lubricated, but really WD-40 is a solvent, and it's really not really made for... 
for uh, long-lasting lubricant. And this uh, this clean this chain uh, lubricant that you buy for bikes, it, it has a cleaner in it. It also helps clean the chain, but also helps it, uh, maintain the lubrication. So it sure does. Uh, and also, just a general after a long ride, and yes, I mean especially not after, but before you go on a long ride, you need to get your wrenches out and tighten up your various. Uh, 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 Allen screws and regular screws, because on over, you know, especially on bikes that do not have shock absorber systems. These uh, a lot of the newer bikes now have front and rear suspension, which makes for a very good ride. But a lot of the bikes, especially mine, like does not have shocks, and so these bikes, so even on the highway, they take a pretty good beating. And so you might want to tighten up your uh, and check all your reflectors. A lot of people, you know, th- th- those reflectors are really are on there for a purpose. Not even at night. I mean, you, you, they they still are good, to, you know, in the daytime. So you want to check all your safety equipment and wear your helmets. Yeah, wear those helmets. That's important. Mm-hmm. And then also you can make little adjustments, like on your brakes and like on your gear. A lot like if you're pedaling along and a gear starts uh, just making like a clicking sound, you can turn the little. What do you call those, Don, like on the end of where the cable comes into the, like the brake or the gear? It'd be like a little, little stem, a little stem, stem that's screw. That's a good word yeah, for it. Yeah, I think it's, and it actually let, allows that re-railer to move. Yeah, it gives you minor little adjustments. In or out, where if you have a gear that's clattering when you've changed it, it's not seating quite properly, and you can move that either in or out depending on which way you and I'll take care of go. that. And your brakes. Don's real good. I've, I've got him actually to adjust my brakes a time or two. And, and same thing it. for the brakes. That well, and, and he'd be happy to do that for any of you folks out there. Yeah, just ride, yeah. ride, <laughs> ride, <laughs> ride <laughs> on <laughs> down here. Ride to Lufkin. Bring huh. your bikes to Lufkin that's and right. Don and Shaw will adjust. Well, that's that's good information. You can get a, a, this bike toolkit at any bike shop, I guess. I, so. I would say so, yeah. yeah. Just a tire-changing oh, yeah. tool. And I mean, I, you just don't want to leave home without it because I've done changed them without the, the tools, and it's hard. I've got to see. I've, this is another tool you have that I've got to see. I guess Radio Shack won't have that, will they? No, I just yeah. probably our good bike shop in Nacogdoches. I have that. <laughs> they ought to have that. Huh? I got to see that. All right, very good, Pat. And information on maintaining your bike if you're a bike rider, and if you're not, you should be. We are going to talk a little bit about a project that Shaw and I did yesterday. We repaired a chair. Didn't take long. And we'll also talk about uh, leaf removal of gutters, which is very important at this time of year. And we'll do that all in just a minute. More of the Blind Handyman Show. I'm Roger Cool, the KJS Show. Hi, this is Patrick Purdue from the, the ACBRI DJs are hard at work creating personal web pages about their shows, the music they play, and even a bit about themselves. Now we're accumulating these web pages into the ACB Radio Interactive Broadcasters Web Ring, where you can learn more about the personalities behind the microphone. Go to www.acbradio.org, then choose the interactive link. From there, you can choose the link that will take you to the ACB Radio Interactive Broadcasters Web Ring. Breaking news stories, visit the ACB Radio newsroom at www.acbradio.org. All the news, all the time. From the world's leading news organizations like CNN, the BBC, the New York Times, the Toronto Star, the Wall Street Journal, and more. That's all the news, all the time, in the ACB Radio newsroom at www.acbradio.org. ACB Radio Mainstream now delivered live to your phone in the UK using phoneanything.com. The internet over the phone. www.phoneanything.com.
This is The Blind Handyman on ACB Radio Mainstream. Be sure and tell a friend about the program and email us often, blindhandyman at hotmail.com. Now, here is more of the show with Don Shaw. Okay, I just want to talk just for a few minutes today, uh, since we are in, in, in the month of October, in leave dropping season. Really? Uh, just a little bit about uh, keeping the leaves cleaned out of your gutter and off of your roof. Uh, for for the homeowners out there, that is an important thing. It just I kind of got into that last week. That's why I thought about it. Just that. Uh, oh, you did it last week. You, you... Yeah, I had to do it. You know how it gets, boy. It just yeah. rains and the water starts running over the edge of your gutter, and uh, <laughs> you know it's probably time to start thinking about cleaning it out. I <laughs> noticed you did not make a stop at 729 Allen. Because mine is still overflowing. <laughs> we did ours still about time, maybe two weeks ago. Yeah. Two weeks ago, my son-in-law did mine. I too. have uh, screens on my gutters. I don't have to worry about well, it. I checked mine about ten years it ago. It must be nice. Again, I guess. Ten years ago. Yeah, man, yeah. It's you time. Your, you haven't cleaned your gutters out in ten uh, years? My, my yeah. And only because what, did, did, only you couldn't help Pam, Pam up the ladder. Yeah, right? yeah that's right. Yeah, that's <laughs> well, the thing about what, if every ten years you change the air conditioner filter and clean out your gutters. I don't want her to fall off that ladder. Yeah. And that would pretty well take out your 3P Wednesday, wouldn't it? It would really mess it up. It would, wouldn't it? Yeah. A broken sure leg, would. a broken leg really messes things up. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, Mr. But no, but anyway, it's just no big deal. But it's just when it gets to be this time of year, especially, you know, I get a, a step ladder or something and stand up, and I don't know. You know, I just start at one end, and uh, just you know, I just pretty much clean it up by hand. Uh, scoop out some leaves. I have a little uh, whisk broom type thing, whatever you call. The little hand broom that I use a little bit to sweep out the gutter, uh, scoop out the leaves, and then I usually take a paper cup, you know, a small paper cup. And yeah. The problem is we have the little, I don't know, what do you call it, grout, gravelly type stuff from the roof, from the shingles, from the I, composition I know what you're roof. About. I don't know what it is, but I know what you're talking about. Whatever you call those granular things seem to fall in the gutter, at least in ours. Yeah. I take a small paper cup and kind of scoop them out as I go along. And just basically do as far as I can reach. Get down. You know, it's kind of a slow thing. Just move the ladder down. But it's a good blind-friendly project. Move the ladder down. Get back up. Do the next thing. And so on down the end of the line to the gutter. And then usually when you get to the part where the downspout is, where you got the elbow that goes down, that's sometimes where... Get stopped Especially up. Especially like in, in John's situation there where you haven't cleaned the gutter in 10, 15 years or so. You may get, <laughs> you may get you in. You get a buildup there? Yeah. No kidding. on, John? Might get a, a bit of a buildup there uh, <laughs> where the downspout goes down. And you may, you know, if, if you've gone that long without cleaning it, you may actually have to take the downspout. You know, it may, it may be so packed full of these, you may have to just take it off. To clean it out, and 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 they just fit together, maybe with a little machine screw. Usually one machine screw, one little machine we'll screw, and then that together. section, whether they're round or square, they'll just slide apart very easily. Yeah, take out one screw, and they should slide apart. And then you can reach down in there, basically, and just either however you got to do it, pick out the yeah. leaves and or take a if you, if you really couldn't do it, you get a broom handle and push them out. And, you sure you know. could. Yeah, but. Uh, you know, that's something that really needs to be done. And, you know, depending on your level of vision or, or if, if you're brave and a total, I mean, you know, just get up on, on the roof with them and uh, keep those valleys clean up on the roof, boys, important. You let those leaves and pine needles sit up on that roof for a while and definitely tough on the shingles well, there. It'll so. rot the shingles, and once you start that, then you got valleys are the, are the most uh, the most prevalent place for leaks in roofs. Also, yeah. valleys and chimneys, and if you let them pile up there long enough, you'll get Scott he'll be telling us next month he's, he's, he's got a roof leak. I don't know why my roof started leaking. It's only 26 years old. Yeah, that's right. Telling us his, his, his story. So you need, when you get home, boy, you need to get out that ladder and get up. We want to hear next blind weekend. In fact, we'll call and have you as a guest. Yeah, we can I'll, do that. I'll, I'll try to get Pam up on the roof. We'll, we'll call him on the phone, have him as a guest, and we'll we'll get him to tell about removing the leaves from his gutter. We could do that, couldn't we? Yeah, we and, could. And, you know, also, depending on your level of vision or even lack of it, I know it's 
I would I have never thought about a blind person, totally blind person, using a leaf blower per se to do it in the yard. But this is one thing: they make several attachments that go on leaf blowers that clean help clean the leaves out. And yeah. after you know where the gutter is, this is something a blind guy could and it, could you actually do. So just and blow them out. Yeah, you, you it, it goes on the end of your leaf blower and goes up high enough where you can actually stand on the ground or either a short ladder, and it it it. it it, you put it down in your gutter and it blows the leaves out. Yeah, but then right? if you were an organized, totally blind person, you'd always wonder, well, is this gutter cleaned or not? Then you'd have to get up on the ladder anyway yeah. to check it. So, yeah, hell, if you're going to do well, that, you yeah. might as well just do it well, by hand. I, I thought, so. at, at first I thought, would the shop vac wouldn't work for this, would it? That'd no. be, it would just no. overwhelm your big shop vac, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah, and you need to blow them rather than... You, so you do. Like now I agree with Shaw. I'd get the... I'd, what, if, if I was going to do it, I probably would get the like the, the big cup that John Bennett has in his hand there. There we go. I would yeah. probably get that big cup and go down and chunk those. Do you put them in a bag, bag them up, or just chunk them on the I ground, Sean? Throw them on the ground. I just chunk them on the ground. But. Of course, everybody doesn't have pine straw. we got pine straw here like you wouldn't believe. Pine straw off these old pine trees in the piney woods, and so that gets in gutters also. And, man, you let that lay on your roof for a while, and you have got a problem. So Don't they but. sell a uh, high-pressure water Holes also that can do this same right. trick. That's yeah. what we did on ours. Now yeah, they use, it's an attachment that goes there again. You can operate it from the ground, and you can, uh, you know. And then, Tom, speaking of gutters, don't, don't, uh, you have a relative or something that does some kind of super type gutters, don't you? Oh, that maybe yeah, my brother, my brother Gordon has a gutter business. Uh, it's a leaf-free gutter system that he sells up in the uh, Chattanooga area. It is leaf-free? Uh-huh, leaf-free. It would be I interesting mean, to find out more screens, about that. You don't even have to clean off as the screens, in, Phil. I'm, as in, you don't have any leaves in your gutter. That's right. No All right. We, need to have, we need to have yeah. him on as a guest. We need to find out some more. Yeah, be yeah, for, we could talk to him. For a blind sure. person that owns a home and is thinking of replacing gutters and doesn't have any gutters, that would be a good thing. Sure uh, it would. So well, let's, let's get Gordon on the phone and talk to him. Would he do that for us? I, I'm sure he would. He, he, well, let's say he good. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll set good. him well, up how about this? Well, how about the second show? <laughs> I don't know where <laughs> he is not. today, but... <laughs> But I will set it up. And yes, okay. Set it up and we'll have him on as a guest. We had Don's brother-in-law on. That could um, be a useful type thing for a homeowner. Now. I would, uh-huh. I would think for a yep. blind person because if you put them on, then you could eliminate. You could just skip the part of the show we just did. You sure could. Just fast forward past that. <laughs> That's right. Well, he, have has, he has all of North Alabama and he has all of Chattanooga area, Northern Georgia. So uh, does Michael uh, Doucet live in his uh, vicinity? Uh, no, I don't believe he gets down as far as Prattville, Maybe which is near Montgomery. That's yeah. towards southern. In Alabama. So Tom's an old Alabama boy. He knows all these Alabama. Knows Alabama. I have a. Uh, I'm a rocking chair person. I think a lot of blind people are. I, I rocked when I was a kid. A lot of blind people rock, and we rock. It's kind of self-stimming. We 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 do this, and I don't know exactly why we do it, but almost all blind people that I know like enjoy rocking, rocking chairs, rocking. I've got. Probably a six or eight rocking chairs in different places. I got lighter on the, swing. I've got a I've got a swing. I've got rocking chairs on the front porch. I've got rocking chairs on the the back deck. I've got rocking chairs on the porch for this building. So I've probably got six or eight or nine rocking chairs. Well, one of them is kind of an inside rocker, and it's a flat bottom rocker. Doesn't have slats in it. It's it's just a rocker that that one has a massive piece of thick wood. Yeah, one big over massive the whole bottom. I don't know if it's uh, particle. I don't know if it's put together wood. Surely it is. So that'd take a tremendous tree. We found it would, out. Wouldn't it? We found out. of a tree, boy. <laughs> we found out that it's pretty soft wood. I thought it was probably oak or something. I think I got gypped on this chair. But anyway, <laughs> I've had this chair a long time, and the bottom slab, the seat, cracked. Just a long crack from front to back, and my poor blessed heart wife, who's out in Las Vegas losing her. Anyway, she's a. <laughs> bought a new car. It also didn't... has a crack. <laughs> bought, bought a new car, did you, babe? Okay, that'll be coming in pretty soon. Anyway, she's a. She, uh, she, see, she had her shorts on, and she sat down in this chair, and it pinched her wet leg. And so, <laughs> Boy, that so be... guess whose fault that was? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, guess Man. whose fault that was? No chance of her mowing the grass. God, it'd be no chance. <laughs> I'd, say, I'd say we're out on that. Yeah. Anyway, bless her heart, it hurt her pretty bad. I, no, I, no 3P Wednesday. No, I'd say no 3P Wednesday for me. We'd have, and so, anyway, she pinched us. So, so we decided 
we looked at this chair yesterday and we thought, well, we could glue it, but to glue it, we'd have to pull it apart more to get glue down in there. There'd be really no way because the crack, I mean, it was just cracked, but pulling it apart more to get glue down in there, I guess we could have put some glue on a popsicle stick or something. Well, what we did, we turned the chair over and put the the seat part up on a bench so that we were looking at the bottom of the of the seat of the chair. We I happen to have, and any hardware store, Lowe's or Home Depot or any of those places will have these or in your independent hardware store. This is just a piece of metal, and it's probably six inches long, and it has four or five holes already pre-drilled in it. And, and uh, you say, well, why would anybody need a piece of metal? It's six inches long and probably two inches wide and maybe an uh, eighth of an inch thick. Why would anybody need that? Well, here is why. We took two of those pieces of metal yesterday and put them across this crack and screwed them down to the bottom of the chair. Bingo. We fixed the chair. Sure did. From the underneath side? From, yeah. from the underneath uh-huh. side. We turned the chair over, so we were looking at the underneath side. We just pushed it together and took our my super uh, Makita, Makita drill and found some screws that were short. And, of course, you wouldn't want the screws to come up through the chair bottom. You sure Because <laughs> then... Then she really wouldn't get the grass. Boy, then you, then you'd be, and this is kind of her chair. It's become kind of her chair. I my rocking chair. She has her. And so you wouldn't want them to come up through the chair because they'd stick in you. But we found some screws short enough. Every time I go to the hardware store, I buy a pound of some sort of screws. I look for some I don't have. The hardware store I go to just has bins of screws. It has a big, a lazy Susan full of screws of all kinds. I look for some I don't have, and I tell the guy to give me a pound of them, and they're probably a buck twenty-seven. And so I've got, I've got probably thirty kinds, different kinds of uh, wood screws and sheet metal screws, and, and I found a, a, sure enough, a little box of just screws exactly the right length because I can't get in the car and go to the hardware store. I have to have things here. So we found screws the right length. We screwed those two pieces of metal on just just across the crack. In other words, there'd be two holes on on one side of the crack and two holes on the other side and just screwed this down into the bottom side of the chair and bingo, chair's good as new. You know, a lot of those, the the little metal strip like you use, it comes some places sell them in varying lengths and they're really good just for that. I know in a couple of other... uh, Areas on some of your outside furniture, I've seen you've used little turnbuckle-like things. To, yeah, I've got that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some of your rocking chairs or some of your chairs or furniture is not really antiques collectibles, but it's just like your old sweater. You're just going to use it till it just completely falls down, and so that that's a perfect way to fix well, it. Well, this old chair, I couldn't get rid of this old chair because I wrote a couple of songs sitting in that chair, and, and so it's it'll be with me that's right. as long so, as I'm alive. I wrote a list of the people you love sitting in that chair. Um well, well, the rest not. of it may get another crack or two in it, you know, somewhere along the bottom. But one thing we know with, with that metal we put in yeah. it yesterday, it's not going to crack again where we repaired it. No, is it? it won't crack there. <laughs> now, it may crack somewhere else. That's but right. it, it, actually, this chair is meant to be in the house, and it's it's on a porch, on a covered porch. But it's on a porch. It has no business being outside, but it didn't suit the decor. My new home we moved in, and, of course, that was <laughs> ended up outside. decision made by Mama who got pinched by the chair. I'll teach you to put my rocking chair on the porch by a guy. Yeah. Anyway, we fixed the chair, and you can do the same thing. You buy, you go to a hardware store, and you buy. Actually, the, the we had I had one of these long pieces of metal. The other one, I took a corner brace, Pat, one that that, that okay. you uh, that would go around a corner mm-hmm. and cut L bracket and like an L bracket mm-hmm. and cut one of the legs off of okay. it and used half hey, of. So, because I only had one of those long pieces of metal. But anyway, the chair's fixed. If you have a chair that's cracked, you can do exactly the same thing. Very creative. Very creative. Uh, or if you have a old rocking chair sitting on your porch that needs cane, you can bring you it to can Don Patterson. You can find a like Don that can <laughs> cane six or cane six or seven chairs. I will tell that story on another show, but it, it was kind of humorous, and I really I sort of got the surprise of my life. Yeah, if you haven't caned a chair in a long time. Because uh, I guess most of you at the blind school learned to cane a chair. If you haven't caned a chair in a long time, you're going to find out that it's a little more difficult than you remember it when you were in the sixth grade with uh, Mr. Edwards. We yeah, ought to talk shall. about that one day, shouldn't yeah, we? Yeah, we shall. Caning sure, chairs? Cane. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. subject, uh, we, we, might, we might discuss that on show two. I think you've just done show two, guys, okay. <laughs> this afternoon. Right. We, could, we could do that. And uh, if you haven't tuned to piano in a long time, you'll find out that you need to call somebody, which is yeah. what I did. Piano I used to be a, I used to be quite a piano tuner, I called Glenn Narian and let him tune mine. Piano technician. <laughs> Is that going to do it, guys? Yes, that's about, about to do it for show number one. So, uh, our email address, Don Shaw. Yeah, I, uh, 
If you want to send that email, uh, send to blindhandyman at hotmail.com. That's all small letters and no spaces. And the bell, the bell. If you uh, want us to get on your... Uh, if you want us to be on your MSN Messenger list, uh, we can uh, you can add us on there. And if you want to hear a previous show, go to acbradio.org. Go to uh, archived our shows on demand, and then archived shows, and uh, you will run across the blind handyman. And I think what did they say twelve shows there on the internet now. So. Hey, all Look right. through those archives. So this is, they haven't got 13 on yet? Not yet. Okay, this is number 14, and we're fixing to do 15 in a little bit. Anyway, thank you, John Conley. Thanks a lot. For coming and being with us, and maybe we'll have you on a show in about a half hour. Oh, Sounds good. I'm sorry. John Bennett has been with us. John he enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. Thank you very much. And, of course, the uh, the blind handyman regulars, Donald Patterson. Yes, sir. And the bike rider, Don, and Don Shaw, and Tom Hughes. Yeah. Hey, hook em horns. Hook em horns. Oh, and our Lufkin Panthers lost last night. I think they're dashed. They're hit. Their uh, district uh, hopes for a district playoff were dashed. I'd say we won't be playing I, the Astrodome this year, guys. I think not. <laughs> I think uh, we'll be able to make that trip. We're planning a trip right after Christmas out to the Davis Mountains. I think, I think your we'll trip is safe. I think it is. We'll see you uh, next week on the Blind Hand. I mean, if you want to be a guest, email us and let us know. We'll call you. We'll pay for the call, and we'd love to have you as a guest on the Blind Handyman. I see, said the blind man as he picked up his hammer and saw. <laughs> Blind Handyman is produced for ACB Radio by Out of Market Productions, 1604 Southwood Drive, Lufkin, Texas. Phone 936-634-9500.